0: Flying Bull Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film.
1: All right, some good stuff. Yeah. This is the Laugh Podcast. This is Laugh 82.
0: Moving on up the charts.
1: Whew, getting closer to 100. Stephen figured out what we're going to do for our big 100th show, but I'm sure it'll be. It'll sure. It'll be a big show. I'm sure this will be a great show for you.
0: We could do our top 100 lists of something.
1: <laughs> top 100 lists of lists.
0: It's a seven hour show.
1: I have a very good list I like about uh, television programs. Oh, I have a good list of different types of pizzas. Just a list of lists. <laughs> very meta. <laughs> All right, over there is is the uh, is two frames. Howdy. I'm the L train, and we're your hosts, Mister Two Frames. Yes. What do you think of old people? They're weird. So you think I'm weird.
0: Oh, you're old? Do
1: I not qualify I as you're an old internally person?
0: Eternally young.
1: <laughs> yeah, my heart.
0: I tell my students that uh <laughs> we watched the same cartoons growing up. However, the cartoons I watched when I was 4, I watched because I was 4. You watched them because you were in college.
1: <laughs> Is that Zubby Zoo? Yeah. Is that Z- what you're
0: about? Zoo? I thought there was some other one that we both watched.
1: Uh I don't know. I was watching the Clue Club the other day. You seen that behind me, Wolfer? It's a <laughs> sort of a knockoff of Scooby Doo. There were a bunch of movie or television shows, programs that came out when I was a kid that were knockoffs of Scooby Doo. It took the same format and they did the same thing: teens solving crimes with with dog detectives. In uh, fact, Wolfer and Wimper, the dog detectives, had their own show, The Dog Detectives, which I think they just cut together segments from Clue Club and put them out as Dog Detective but it didn't make any sense because there wasn't any transitions. There wasn't any connective pieces. Mm -hmm. Sort of like the movie that we're reviewing this week. (laughs) The Visit. M. Night Shyamalan's return to prominence in the directing world. Are you holding my camera properly? Swerve, girl.
0: Uh, Stop, both of you! Hi, Mom. My parents asked if their grandchildren could visit them for a week. Here we are. This is where our mom grew up. I've wanted to spend time with you for so long. Miss you guys! (laughs) Mom, we're having a great time. I have not seen your Nana this happy in years. (laughs) Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. See you in the morning.
1: 9.30? 9.30? What is that? It's 1047. We
0: think there's someone outside the door. What the hell was that? I think Nana's not feeling well. Grandmother is fine. It's like somebody talking in their sleep. What's he doing?
1: They're weird during the day.
0: I was just cleaning it.
1: And even weirder at night? Um, there's something wrong with Nana and Papa. They're just old. Bear with it for a couple of days.
0: <laughs> Nana, are you okay?
1: So this is a movie uh, about a single mother that sends her kids off to uh, visit with her, her parents that she hasn't seen in, what, 15 years Something mm-hmm. So I think At she least. leaves In a huff For some reason or other Goes off And uh, Sends her two young children A daughter Age 15 or so And a son I guess 10 9 11
0: I don't know I know the actor Ed Otzenbold He played Alexander In Alexander and the Terrible Horrible No Good Very Bad Day And that was an 11 year old
1: Oh that's not just a description Of this movie <laughs>
0: No No <laughs> No
1: Okay, so he's playing a twelve or thirteen year old. Something I guess. Like that, all yes. right.
0: I don't know. Preteen, middle. Schooler. He's the only
1: like named actor that I think anyone would recognize if they recognized him at all. Like I didn't.
0: No, I didn't. Of course. I mean, he had that Disney uh, Channel vibe.
1: Yeah, but he seemed. If there's anything that's creepy about it, it would be the fact that there are parents out there that allow their their they exploit their children in this sense in the real world. Like, here, I have a child actor. I don't know. The whole idea of child actors is sort of, uh, I don't know, that's a little bit more creepy than the story that The Visit puts together.
0: Do you think Ed actually raps in real life? Like, that was something he brought to an audition and helped him get the role? It added that extra dimension to his character? Or it was something that his character, Tyler Jameson, just did? And he had to learn how to rap for this film. He spent months training for
1: it. I read that Shyamalan, or Shyamalan wrote everything that's in the movie okay like there's not a whole lot of extemporaneous things he did a i think it was a 30-day shoot they shot for 27 days and then i think they cut for two or three weeks and then they came back and did three days worth of reshoots so anything that changed was Shyamalan's changing
0: wow that that shocks me that this film took a month to film huh why it, it a lot of times these found footage films are 10, 14-day shoots. You can normally do them a whole lot quicker because you're not having to worry about getting coverage with camera angles.
1: I understand what you're saying. I do see some of the craft in this that that is superior to some other found footage movies. Okay. I do see attention paid to camera setup and camera placement. The problem is I saw too much of that. I was too aware of the camera as a function of, uh, I guess... Part of the movie is set up as a documentary. Mm-hmm. The elder child, uh, Catherine, oh, wait a minute. Rebecca. Rebecca, played by Olivia Dijon. She ostensibly wants to film in a documentary of her grandparents she's never met for her mother so that her mother can have some cathartic reaction to this interaction. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of the setup for the movie. And
0: explains why there are cameras everywhere.
1: And it also, she acts acts as a surrogate for Shyamalan himself, or as a sort of precocious movie directress. Mm -hmm. She's very, uh, I don't know, highfalutin. (laughs) Impressed with herself, I think. So she's very concerned about where the camera is set up, and you can see that attention to detail. And I saw it in the movie, and it paid off. A lot of times it didn't, but... For me, I, I thought that there was some artistic qualities to the film that exceeded the regular found footage films that I don't really enjoy. In fact, when we started watching the movie, I'd forgotten that it was going to be a found footage thing. And as soon as that became apparent to me, within the first you know, 20 seconds, I was like, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not my genre.
0: Yeah, I, and I think that's something we've got to talk I about just with this about film. Because neither of us are real big on found footage. In fact, it might be our least favorite of the horror genres, like you broke down subgenres. Yeah, found it. footage is pretty low for me, so I think we have to rate this movie as a movie, as a horror movie, and even as a found footage film.
1: Yeah, well, I, I heard the argument on another podcast, sack on Film. Uh, one of the guys that's on that show, Steve, said that his argument is that found footage is a style, and that the it fits into it, certain genres. It's a style that you use within a genre. And I, I, that kind of made sense to me that it doesn't really exist as a genre separate into itself. But, okay, I mean, that's right. an argument for a different uh, sort of a whole show on found footage, which I don't really think I'd be willing to do.
0: Really? Uh, I don't know funny. if I've
1: seen enough that's not of shooting. those kinds of movies.
0: I'll give me a list. I mean, there,
1: I've seen them a lot. Of, um,
0: the record series is pretty good. I know they went and remade the first two at least. Oh, Rec, American REC? Rec, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah they're French that. films uh, mm-hmm. about a zombie outbreak.
1: Yeah, see, I'm not into zombies either. The,
0: the, those aren't too bad. The third one, halfway through the film, it stops being a found footage movie, and it's interesting because that director is pretty good with a camera. He he has some really nice camera work in that film. But then the fourth movie, apparently they go back to found footage.
1: Yeah, I don't. So. I I, I don't.
0: Doesn't appeal to you? Yeah,
1: the the shaky part of the camera too. And then there's always the question in the back of my mind about who's editing this thing. Yeah. And you can't answer that question for most movies. This one you can though. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can come up with an answer to this that makes sense. At the end of the movie, you can replay it in your head like you can with some of his other movies, The Sixth Sense in the village mm-hmm. and unbreakable. And then you can say, Oh yeah, he made these artistic choices and it, there's a payoff holistically. I think in that sense, he's, he is, he does receive some credit as an auteur and as an effective director. I know when you were leaving the theater, you were, you were pretty, uh, dejected. Yeah. <laughs> I, as the more I thought about it, the more I thought it, it deserves some credit.
0: All right. I mean, I can see an argument that there's some camera work in there. I would still argue that they're way undeveloped, underdeveloped characters here. Uh, the thing that bothered me when I was doing research for this film, because I was trying to figure out if other people had the same reaction we did to this movie being uh, funny, but it seemed almost to be unintentionally funny. And I've been pulling my glasses because uh, I've had a fair amount of kids who've gone and seen this film and asking them. There's a specific scene later on where the Uh, male protagonist has something horrible happen to him Mm -hmm. but asking them is that horrific or was that funny like what was your reaction all the students have said they laughed at that scene and apparently Shyamalan edited this movie three times Mm -hmm. the first time is pure horror second time is pure comedy and this third time was supposed to be somewhere in between wow and I'm not sure why he put the comedy in there that that concerns me like, why use those takes? Or was that just what I, he was getting in front of the camera and he had to roll with it? I think
1: it would have been boring. I think it would have been boring. I was bored.
0: But, I mean, you can't put a different spin on some of those scenes and the performances to amp up the horror and the tension.
1: I think it's it's too over the top in this presentation of those characters. That I'm talking about the, the uh, grandmother and grandfather character for it there not to be an element of comedy associated with it in order for those kids to remain in that situation. I mean the girl's fifteen. I know that they're sort of set off mm-hmm. in, you know, but there are people that come to visit them. About mid midweek, I think a doctor comes in, uh, and then later on there's a there's a another visitor asking about these this couple. And if they had been decidedly creepy before that, and all of those interactions that the kids had leading up to those mm-hmm. uh, interactions with those secondary characters, then it would be hard to believe that they stayed there. Like a big problem I have with horror movies is when a disembodied voice says "Get out," and you stay.
0: Yeah,
1: that's why I make the argument that I think you deserve the kind of stuff that happens to you. I, I,
0: <laughs> I don't, don't feel sorry for them. I don't know. So cause... I
1: think I think they needed that comedy to, to establish. It, it not only verisimilitude, but also, um, I don't know, to make the whole, war, the movie work holistically.
0: I had a grandparent who was crazy. Yeah. So I had a very different childhood. I, I never like spent a week with her, but I mean, we would go visit for the afternoon or whatever, and there were th- there were just strange things she would do, and you would just kind of laugh them off. So I kind of understand why the kids were putting up with some of this stuff. Some of it, not know. all. Of yeah,
1: it. that's what I mean. There, there's there, there are too many really over-the-top creepy things that happen early on. Mm-hmm. And for them not to make, uh, I don't know, for them to, to remain in that situation just seemed a little unbelievable. I, I don't know. I might be wrong. I'm not really scared of old people, but when old people start acting like werewolves, <laughs> I, I, I tend to like back away, I think.
0: Fair enough. Uh, you think time to get into spoilers? Because I, I, feel well, like I, I do
1: want to say that I don't okay. think that there's anything... I think that the there wasn't anything scary about it. I mean, I'm not just trying to be overly negative. I pers- There was one time when I when I jumped back, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to even try to set up the image, but it involved a jump scare. Most of this movie was jump scares, I thought, in terms of how he tried to establish fear in the audience. And I, I got to tell you, it was a little bit enjoyable to like have that tingle. But that's the only time it happened. And every other time I was like so bored. And same thing with the humor. I don't think I was laughing at the parts that Shyamalan Mm -hmm. wanted to be funny. And some of the parts that you mentioned that audiences would laugh at. We saw the movie with, what, three or four other people. So we had a very different um, sort of audience reaction. I don't know if anybody else laughed.
0: To me, this movie seems set up to make audience members yell at the screen yeah and which is something we hate when people yell at the characters and give them advice this movie is perfect oh snap did you see what just happened it's a why are you still filming it's a friday
1: night nine o'clock movie yeah a friday night saturday night movie you only have so many of those left but i would hate i hate that experience I hate being in a crowd of people especially on a friday or saturday night so this definitely wasn't set for me
0: what if you could go to this film with a bunch of comedians oh and just listen like to riff at, on like it? yeah watch or watch this with adam carolla i, th-
1: I think it, yeah it would be it would be hilarious to sit and listen to i mean this would be a break film you down. would
0: pick to watch with comedians right
1: maybe except it does have too much attempt at comedy to like a straight-up horror movie might have more ironic reactions from comedians sure. But I don't know. I I hear what you're saying. I definitely... There are some external things about it that I enjoyed and that I would enjoy. Like, talking about it is probably the most enjoyable thing about the movie. But I didn't enjoy the experience.
0: I got excited when we went to the theater for this. I was excited. Because we walked into the theater and there were a bunch of chairs with plastic bags over top of them. So I was like, oh, this is excellent. This is a horror film. That caused a large percentage of the audience to pee their pants. Yeah, so I was all in.
1: I just figured it were they were old people that were sitting <laughs> there. Yeah,
0: you know that are you know it kept you on the edge of your seat. So you, you know you tried to hold your urge to go use the bathroom because you didn't want to miss a moment of this film. And unfortunately, yeah. nature ran its course.
1: <laughs> I would have preferred to have to go to the bathroom while I was watching this.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. I so I was very disappointed at the end. I went, no, there was nothing.
1: Nothing All right. like that. I'm, I'm good with spoilers, I think. All right. The man that hath no music in himself, nor is not moved with concord of sweet sounds, is fit for treasons, stratagems, and spoils. I don't spoil
0: the thing that disappoints me is not that it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie and you have to have a huge twist at the end. You know, this, aha, look, I fooled you, aren't I inventive? But that their explanation for the things was so blasé. It was so vanilla, so plain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially the stuff with the mother. I don't want to talk about why I left the house and what why I haven't talked to the parents in years.
1: Oh, you mean anytime they asked the grandma? Oh, okay. They asked the that, grandma. That, that set the, it up. The mother. So yeah. They, they wouldn't have that. Those questions. I wanted
0: a a bit grander of a story. than we got into a big argument. I hit your grandmother and your grandfather hit me once. We stared at each other and I left.
1: And <laughs> talked to him for fifteen years. Yeah, but they've been reaching out to me continually for fifteen years, trying to make
0: it. That's bad, and it's realistic. But I feel like the hatchet would have been buried long before, right?
1: Especially from a woman that's gone through a string of bad romances. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to, unless you're unless your parents are horrible people, Mm -hmm. then you you know wipe your hands of them. You wash your hands of them.
0: Plus, I would, if I were the mother, I would talk to my parents before I let my children go for a week to go see them.
1: You mean talk to them in turn Yeah, of, and
0: have this heart-to-heart.
1: I think they tried to show that happen at night, right? I, oh, you would talk to your parent. Yeah. Oh, if you were the daughter of the, the two, of the grandpa yeah. or whatever, you would say, yeah. hey, yeah, uh, Johnny is allergic to peanuts and uh, yeah. or whatever his yeah, name and probably is, probably talk more.
0: It, if I've decided, well, I'm not going to talk to them for 15 years, but I'm going to send my children... Right. To their house for a week. I I don't know. I feel like there'd be some softening and there'd be some discussions beforehand.
1: The movie could have done that and still kept the conceit mm-hmm. that it has. She could have had those conversations with the real parents, and, but and then not known who was going to meet them at the at the train station. Yeah. So the movie could have worked in that sense too. Then maybe that's an oversight. Maybe it would have required too much work. I think what it does is it reveals the mother played by Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. I guess she is probably a, an actor that people would recognize other than just this Ed, Ed Oxenbold, but she plays the mother Paula Jameson, and she, um, she's such a bad mother. I mean, this is a horrible thing to say, <laughs> but like I said, I kind of don't care what
0: happens to those kids. Yeah. Well, and, and the other <sighs> problem was it's a very small cast. For most of the movie, it's four characters. Right. And you have to figure, they can't afford to kill anyone off. Okay, so you for can't a have large that side jo- of, yeah. yeah, where, you know, if you're following a group of teenagers in the woods and there are eight of them, right. you know some of Start them are going them to off. die. Right. And I don't know if that creates terror.
1: Maybe tension. Or,
0: yeah, but there's at least tension. You're at least waiting for when the kill is going to occur. And, I mean, with the Friday the 13th movies, as soon as the music started playing, you knew the teenager was dead. Halloween films were better because they didn't always kill the teenager. Generally there would be at least one false moment. You would think the teenager about to die and Myers wouldn't kill them. Okay. So, so you, you like did have ironic a ironic reversal. Yeah. In well, that, this film, I knew that the characters were going to make it.
1: Well, that's also loaded into the to the style of or the genre of found footage. Mm-hmm. Because that's the very first thing that happens when you start when I start watching a movie like that is who's editing it? who's putting it together they do a pretty good job of saying you know showing that there's two cameras or why they can get a certain shot because she sets up the cameras and actually that's a that's one of the stylistic things that Shyamalan brings to the movie that makes it better than most found footage movies is the fact that he keeps the camera still Mm -hmm. and he sets it up on rails or he sets it up in corners that's a i mean that makes the movie easier for me to watch but in terms of the question it begs the question who's editing this, who's putting this thing together. And then that kind of takes me out of the movie, especially if that's not answered like paranormal activity movies. They never answer that. They don't even deal with it.
0: Well, the idea that it's found footage, someone found this footage and put it together. That doesn't work for you. No, uh, um...
1: no, because in this case you knew that you knew that one of these two kids is, is putting the movie together. Mm -hmm. And if they don't use that, uh, device that one of these kids lives, mm-hmm. at least one lives, then you you kinda lose the whole uh tension of the movie and if it gets to the very end and, and they hadn't put it together, then it doesn't make sense and it crumbles in that sense.
0: I I hear what you're saying, but uh I would think found footage movies generally we think of Blair Witch Project as the genesis of them, right? To yeah, me I, I feel like they got a shot in the Most arm with the Werner Hursaw documentary Grizzly Man, about the guy who went up to Alaska and filmed himself interacting with grizzlies, and at the end of that film, spoiler alert, he gets eaten by a grizzly. And you don't see it in the film, but people found that footage. When the guy didn't show back up at the end of summer, people went out to his camp, saw a bunch of blood, and they found his video cameras. They but took that, all was real, that
1: was real. That, that wasn't...
0: Yeah, but I guess the idea is the subject of your film can die. And someone can go find the footage in a found footage genre and put together the movie. Yeah, but
1: not this movie. Uh, okay, this movie wouldn't have wouldn't have been put together like that. Okay, I mean, I I saw that like maybe fifteen minutes in. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, well then this is a story that this girl's trying to tell, or boy, I couldn't figure out, you know, if one of them was going to die or not. But also, I figured PG thirteen. There's not much of a chance that one of these two kids is going to die. So. Found. so, found footage concerns about the editor and the the knowledge that it's PG-13 and not a whole lot of horrific things are going to happen remove any of the tension that would have propelled that movie forward. Okay, It was interesting though at the very end, when a title card came up on the screen that said, my brother made me put this in here. In the split second between the next, actually even into that coda or into that that ending, Mm -hmm. I was thinking Shyamalan's brother. made him put it in there not the character's brother and i was thinking well wait a minute maybe there's something in here maybe this one scene will redeem the whole movie (laughs) and it'll be oh wow and then it's just that stupid kid rapping again which uh, i told you as we were walking out probably played really well in in a crowd
0: i was going to ask you also about that why did sham put that in there funny was he trying to be funny or did he feel his movie couldn't be followed by a teenage audience, and they needed some character to explain the entire story again? Kind of like what happens in most Shakespeare plays. There's some character at the end who explains everything. I'm Maybe thinking he's of the Friar. Shakespeare. And, yeah, the Friar in uh, Romeo and Juliet gets asked by the Prince, but "What happened here?" Yeah, and and the Friar goes through the entire story.
1: They they do that with other characters, and that yeah. I mean that that's a function
0: of plays though. I but think. you don't see that a lot in horror movies. You don't see someone you know, you don't see the sheriff coming in and asking the one teenager, What happened here? Oh, well Johnny took scissors to the head, the other guy got I think, crushed with a bowling ball.
1: I honestly think that Shyamalan's putting it together and and he's saying, This is the, okay, this is the point that answers the question who's editing this movie. Oh. This is also a funny thing that happened. You know, this this kid his skill is rapping and affecting a certain type of persona that perhaps he doesn't necessarily have. And that's sort of funny. And there's, like I said, I think he's appealing to the lowest common denominator in terms of his humor. That doesn't really explain why he's gotten such positive reviews from critics. Mm. So I, I I have no answer for that. I, I don't know why other people see this movie and say it's a good movie or it's a quality movie. And some people are like over the moon about it. Including Shyamalan. <laughs> I'm not over the moon about it. I, I can see that there's some worth to it, but again, there's no reason for me to go see a, right, a found right. footage movie. It, it, it makes me not want to see. Where
0: it. does this rank amongst other found footage movies? Like uh, there's the it's VHS in the top trilogy
1: of all the ones I've seen. Okay, Blair Witch. Oh yeah, you maybe watched
0: the VHS. Thing. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Paranormal Activities. Um, there's a
1: scene in Paranormal Activity that's um that has some suspense in it i actually enjoy that the the that one per, that one scene none of these movies work for one scene for me
0: yeah uh willow creek uh found footage didn't movie about it. bigfoot has yeah. a like 14 minute scene that's considered one of the best horror scenes from last year you
1: watched it you said it was a big letdown it,
0: it didn't work for me but right. i'm not a huge found footage fan I, i'm trying to think of other found footage films. i've seen some found so. footage the, movies. Oh, the Record series.
1: Well, I've seen some that aren't necessarily horror movies. Uh there was one called um Oh, the 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 country or something like that and it's about a it's it's about a a group of teenagers that find a um an Indian mm-hmm. a guy from India. And it's right after 9/11 or something. And the the setting of the movie is right after 9/11 and they take him to some location out in the woods, I think a house or a, an abandoned building and they torture and kill him. Spoiler alert. I can't remember the title of the movie, though. So. Cloverfield? No, I didn't see Cloverfield.
0: Yeah. Um, there's a new action film that's, I guess, a little horrific called First Person, and the hook is everything is filmed from a first-person perspective. Yeah, no, that sounds uh, like a video game. Yeah, it came from a like music video director a couple years ago. He put together this music video that's uh-huh. all first-person, and a guy like trying to get back a stolen briefcase. And huh. Yeah, uh, I still, guess we can put yeah. a link on Twitter to the video. It's it's R-rated, though. so Oh, you mean it's can... on YouTubers? Oh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. I, th- there's a fair amount of violence. Okay, And I, I don't know if that's found footage. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, developments in virtual reality, which is probably early next year. We're going to start getting virtual reality headsets, and people are already experimenting with uh, doing uh, movies with it. I know uh, Discovery Channel. Uh-huh. They've been trying to film a bunch of stuff out in nature and doing a documentary where, you know, you're with the elephants and you can look all around you in the space and you're in the middle of a herd of elephants or something. I
1: feel like that in the hallways. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Are you,
0: Would you I'm, like to watch a uh, virtual reality horror film like you're in a haunted house and you're moving through it? And so you're constantly looking over your shoulder. That
1: probably would work better for me because in this sense in these kinds of movies and pretty much all horror movies you the expectation is that you have some sort of connection to the characters mm-hmm. that's also where i think some of the humor plays into this movie that y- you you feel bad for them or you feel uh you know frightened for them i never get that mm. i don't i don't feel that sense of empathy for for movie characters if it were immersive and it was in completely a subjective concept that something was chasing me. Yeah. And it's not that I'm a unbridled narcissist. It's just that I suppose that if you could pull that off visually, I've been scared before. I mean, I've, I've had, I've seen things that are scary. So I can imagine attaching that. I just, I can't make that secondary jump to someone else and someone else's fear. I don't experience in the same way as my lack of human empathy and yeah, the escaping that's, hole I have in my part where it'll also be
0: the surround sound. I mean, uh, sound design is such a critical part of horror movies, and this movie wasn't doing much with sound. I mean, granted, since it's found footage and you're going to have a single uh, speaker or a single microphone uh-huh. on the cameras, you're not going to have great sound.
1: I, I did notice, though, that they did use sound at times for jump scares and they're cheats Mm -hmm. they don't work so it's is diegetic sound or yeah non-diegetic sound that interferes with the events in the film Mm -hmm. and then i and immediately i was like oh that's a cheat so i don't know if maybe my reaction to that that my negative reaction to that cheat is so close to the event that it makes me not experience the event in the same way that some other audience member might or if it's just uh maybe it wasn't done very well. I don't know. You you tend to have more jump scares than I do in movies. Right? Oh
0: yeah, I'm a wuss when it comes to were jump there... scares, but uh there were two I remember in this film. The problem is with the jump scare, I jump and then I laugh.
1: Well, I think that's
0: I'm able to laugh at my own ridiculousness. No,
1: but I think that that's that's a common thing in audiences that
0: oh, yeah, I think... They don't
1: think that they that they stay in there in perpetual fear. But Co- don't you think some people
0: and... also, they don't like being scared, and they don't like being embarrassed, where, man, I will just laugh my butt off.
1: Maybe that's where it's cathartic in a crowd, and especially a dark movie theater.
0: Yeah, if we watch a film and I laugh at the wrong moment, and I can tell the audience has turned against me, I laugh harder. <laughs> and you've been in the theaters with me on a couple of those moments. I don't mind.
1: I th- I, yeah, I wouldn't really have any sense of shame. Plus, the number of people that we see movies with is <laughs> pretty, pretty low. But I think that that's a common reaction to movies where you people laugh and then, I mean, people get scared, jump, scream, and then they laugh. I mean, I, I, like, think about the times when you've been surprised in your real life, not mm-hmm. watching something else. Don't you generally laugh afterwards? Hmm. I mean, I know I do, like, if I fall <laughs> at the absurdity of it, like, I, I sometimes I picture myself as a falling through the air and i just see how ridiculous it is when i trip or if off i tripped in class the other day like i caught up in one of those cords it was funny <laughs>
0: did you go all the way down
1: ah no i didn't go all the way around. There was only two kids in there and then i had to tell the story to the other kids as they were walking in and it didn't have the same impact <laughs> if you see it the one girl that saw it was laughing the whole time <laughs> the other kids were like eh, whatever shut up Lusk. <laughs> So, I don't know, do you laugh after you get, I mean, surprised in real life?
0: Yeah, no, I, I find myself constantly amused.
1: I am a, <laughs> the most easily amused man. I have a very low pulse for things that go bump in the night. Like, I, I have a very limited reaction to, uh, I don't know, plates falling in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in a restaurant with a group of people and they drop a, a tray of plates behind me, I immediately realize that that's what happens in restaurants. And I don't freak out about it. Like, people can watch it and freak out about
0: it. Gosh, you're like a Western hero. No, a Western hero doesn't get jump-scared, but when someone pulls a gun on him, he's able to instantly react to the sound of that gun being uh, deholstered.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea that I'm a hero. <laughs>
0: in a Western hero. Uh... But that because then you get a horse.
1: Well, it sounds like I'm trying to aggrandize. I think it's more or less. Wow, now I'm like, like really looking at myself, my personal psychology, because I do. In in those instances, I do feel for the person that's dropped the the plate of glasses or whatever. Because I used to work in a restaurant, so mm-hmm. I do know what that feels like. And they don't need a whole. I guess I I guess it's a tendency of mine to separate myself from the crowd when everybody's jumping up and looking. I, I want to be the one that's not.
0: I, don't know. I I, don't I got. Know. I, I liked horror movies. I liked them a lot growing up as a teenager, for the normal reason and the normal reason why you empathize with the cast of the movie because there'd be pretty girls in the movie that took their shirts off. That, that that's no. That's so you thought it was a shame. No. Apparently, you do that a lot. You have the pretty girl take her shirt off. So then, when it looks like she's in danger, the audience goes, "Oh no, don't kill her! She can't take her shirt off again now."
1: <sighs> there was a lot. Apparently, of
0: new- that's a common strategy.
1: there was a lot of nudity in the visit
0: (laughs) yeah i wasn't expecting it
1: he doubled down on it man
0: you know what i give him credit for that he could have just had that one moment
1: if if he was going to go full r he could (laughs) have
0: because
1: there there were at the end there when when grandpa takes a crap he could have gone the full monty Ooh, that would have been really creepy
0: Oh, if the movie was rated R? Yeah. Oh, at that point, yeah, you don't know what's going well, on.
1: Yeah, it would have been a lot more tense. It would have increased the tension. It would have been a better movie, R, I think. Well, it could have been a better movie. It could have been a better movie if it were any other movie than the movie we got.
0: What was the grandfather doing there, just trying to mess with the kid? by He took
1: his diaper off. By
0: putting the diaper on it? I mean, was he getting ready to kill him, just working himself up? He I mean, said, is that his move before he kills you?
1: smear S all over you? <laughs> uh
0: yeah I, I just i don't know what that was <laughs> i i didn't understand the motivation i think it
1: occurred there. to him as he was walking with the with the pile of defecation that when, when he was walking with his dirty diaper he realized oh i have an opportunity now to smear some
0: and he got up like you could tell he had um had an accident in his pants and you thought he was going to go deal with that in the shed he then walked around for another good 20 minutes with they had a another soil diaper
1: he saved it. Yeah, see, saved... that yeah, that whole scene didn't make any sense because how does that kid go into a catatonic state there?
0: Well, I mean, he'd already been knocked down on the ground, and then he's pulled back. Yeah,
1: I was expecting a reveal where he was where he was chained. That would have made sense. Like I was expecting the camera to back up somehow, and you see that he's either you know his head is in a noose and he's balancing on a stool, <laughs> and that's why he can't move, and that's why <laughs> Grandpa is able to to smear his his. Uh, his sick or filth yeah. into his face. But it didn't do that. It was just he was frozen like a bird and like Ricky Ticky Tabby or something.
0: Well and then afterwards grandpa's wiping it off of the kid because I bet you couldn't show his face being just covered in excrement.
1: For PG thirteen? Yeah,
0: I'm betting PG three. they couldn't have done that. So well, you, when we came back to that scene after the daughter or after the sister had defeated grandma. Grandpa was, like, wiping off the kid's face. So it was just slightly brown-stained. I well, wonder if that was done for censors.
1: Maybe. Could have been years. continuity that they picked up in reshoots. <laughs> it's also hard to do with, I mean, do you want to have the, okay, kid. You also have to push it by his mom, too. So we're going to have this kid. We're going to have uh, Ed here. The last 25 minutes or the last five and a half minutes of the movie, he's just going to be smeared in ass.
0: Oh yeah, and this was a ninety-minute film that took them thirty days to film. So you know that final scene was going on for quite a while. I mean, that was a good at least half a week that that kid would have had to be wearing <laughs> yeah. brown makeup.
1: Yeah, and it's probably not a good idea.
0: Yeah, that's when you don't want to be a method actor either. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> that really.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought that whole thing was like there was nothing menacing about any of it. So it was more or less a, I don't know, yeah. it. it, it I wish it had been a better movie. I can't recommend it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, M Knight, if you're listening. <laughs> I still love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I still love Lady in the Water.
0: Strangely though, so far this year, or this is probably the second best horror movie I've seen. Wow so far this year. It's been a week movie or week year for horror movies. Wow. I'm hoping that improves with uh knock knock and the final girls.
1: Well, all right. So Sounds good, Mr. Two Frames. Uh Cicero? Might be our next one,
0: Sicario. Yeah, Sicario. Uh,
1: there are a lot of movies out there though that we seem to may have gotten away from us.
0: So, oh well, I'm sure a lot of these movies we'll also be covering uh, when we do our Academy Awards Best Picture.
1: Well, we definitely need to do Black Mass because yeah. we we promised that a couple of weeks ago, and I'm I'm all mixed up in our time frames, but I'm pretty sure that we won't have had a chance to walk Black Ma- or watch Black Mass before this comes out. So.
0: All right. Well, I mean, we'll, we may just have to do a bonus episode or something Ooh, down
1: the road. Bonus episode, yeah. Got some feedback on our Western show. Uh
0: huh.
1: Yeah, Dave's Dave S. He he liked ride the devil.
0: Oh, the, the ride southern with the devil. <laughs> yeah, the, the southern.
1: Yep, he said that it was. Uh, he was surprised that Ang Lee could do a job. Or uh, as good a job with a western movie, he wasn't expecting it. And I guess he didn't like Brokeback Mountain, because <laughs> that's often that's often a, a modern western. People say that that's what mine I don't necessarily agree, but anyway. So that's our listener feed. Did We have any more feedback? I don't think so. Uh, no,
0: nothing. nothing. Uh, you mentioned that mentioned. your
1: kids were talking about your students were talking about the visit. I had one student see it in my film class.
0: I've probably had half a dozen. In it's, their film class, uh, in my classes, all so your far. classes, yeah. So. so, not huge, but all right. oh well. I mean, probably also some saw and they don't want to talk yet in class, so. Oh, well, what they could do, though, if they wanted to get on the show, they could send us feedback by emailing the show at thelaughpodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at thelaughpodcast, or they could even uh, message us on the good old Facebook at facebook.com slash thelaughpodcast. That's the way they could get their comments read on a future show.
1: (laughs) We would really appreciate that. I did like The Shining. That was probably my favorite horror movie. Not necessarily found footage. But, as Jack Torrance famously said in Stephen King's movie The Shining, now we're going to make a new rule. When you come in here and you hear me typing, or whether you don't hear me typing, or whatever you hear me doing, when I'm in here, it means I'm working. That means don't come in here. Now, do you think you
0: can handle that? (laughs)
1: Mr. Two (laughs) Frames over
0: there. It's been a pleasure.
1: I have the L Trade. Poxette Bonum, everybody.
0: There be dragons.
1: Like you were talking about critical acclaim, the most positive critical acclaim he's received has been from himself. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a lot of interviews. Uh, leading up to this show
0: yeah
1: uh i don't know if i mind that i mean you got to back it up with something and personally i didn't like this movie but a lot of critics did
0: the problem is he's starting to turn a little bit into a less talent or a lot less talented orson wells where your first film is your best and then arguably you know the subsequent films could be argued for so he's going to get a really
1: fat extent. he actually has gained some weight <laughs> It's gonna do some wine commercials. Yeah, but I mean, nothing. He's gonna to show to up the in the Sixth next science. Muppets. I mean, I know no, you're a fan science. of all of his films. Oh no, 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 not all of them. No, don't, slow your roll there, Mister Two Faves. I kind of, I liked, I liked the Sixth Sense. I found Unbreakable unwatchable.
0: Oh, so I'd argue that's the oh, second my God. best film. Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I actually like Signs. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Something about that story caught me. I didn't. I I actually I'm probably the one person that likes the village (laughs) if I see like I don't even know what a guy on Rotten Tomatoes but I like the twist I like Adrian Brody (laughs) I liked him in that movie I thought that there was there's some escapist quality to that mentality that I that Uh, I personally uh, ascribe to myself all right
0: the things you're arguing here are not that crazy I mean I've heard similar things where you lose me is on the next film, the film he did after the village. Lady and in we, the Water. Yes. Masterpiece. And, yeah, you have argued for yeah. that film.
1: I liked it. I liked the story. I don't know. I, I thought it was an original story. <laughs> I thought there were good performances in it. I did. All right. Fair uh enough. that's where you lose it. That's I don't f- I don't care. It's all it's, plus taste. Who what accounts for taste? Who accounts for taste? It no. doesn't matter. I still liked it. I still like to watch it.
0: Okay. I'm just saying, like... Made money. If we ever did the List of Shame Part 2, the movies we liked that we are ashamed to admit... <laughs> that wouldn't be on there. Really?
1: No, I would. I, I stand are... by. I stand by that movie. I stand by Lady in the Water.
0: All right. Fair enough. So, so uh, The Visit, what is this about?
1: I like it a lot less. I like this movie a lot less.